Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and this is another episode of the Meatistics Podcast. We've missed one or two here or there recently. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, we're we're behind. We're working on some things. Though. We are definitely working on some things. So anyone who joined our live stream the other day, uh, our February live stream, will know that the big project that Austin and I have been working on behind the scenes and others, it's not just the two of us, um, is moving website platforms. Again. Again. So we moved in March of 2021. Um, that then consumed all of our, well, yeah, most of ours, uh, 2021. We even brought somebody new in and that consumed. So really almost three FTEs um, just trying to fix that and make things work. Um, and we eventually, around Christmas-ish, uh, it went down four times in five days for a significant amount of times. And the decision was made that we needed to to move on and do something different. So we have, um, we've gone to a, a different platform. It offers us some more stability. It offers some functionality uh, that this one doesn't. There are certain things that it doesn't do exactly as well. And that's what we've been working on, trying to make the process as seamless for the Waltons.com user um, so that when they come, yes, it's a new look, but the functionality is basically the same. So that is where we have been. I'd say the functionality is better. Better. Yeah. Well, because it'll work. <laughs> well, yeah, for, that's a big part of it. I was talking to somebody from Pheasants Forever and he had sent me a message yesterday and I looked at it real quick, but I knew we were talking today. So I was like, hey, um, and his message was, Hey, we've got people trying to get on the site to look at things that they might want to use for the wild cooking stage and they can't see anything. So yeah, it was affecting everybody. So that's how you found out yesterday? No, 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 no. Okay. No, that, that was later in oh, the day. Okay. Um, now the patch, I don't know how you're going to react to this. Oro had to, or, sorry, Rosoyo, um, had to test and install the patch. Uh, they were planning on doing that yesterday. They didn't get everything in time, so they were going to push it today. Turns out the patch was installed last night overnight without Rosoyo being a part of that process. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Right. So they just went ahead and did it. Well, that's at least kind of good. But yeah, I, kn I knew something happened because I get <laughs> notifications when things go down. So uh, interesting. Yeah. But we won't have that problem on nope. our new platform. There's nope. no downtime for... Uh, patches and that's upgrades. That's going to be they're, amazing. Uh, they're seamless. Um, when there is required downtime, which um, looking at their stats, they haven't ha had to have downtime in years. Um, it'll it'll all be done at like two in the morning. Right. So. Yep. Um, yeah. This is a, a much more commonly used uh, platform for for our type of online business. Yeah. So we were trying to kind of shoehorn into something, and now we're going to go to something that's more made for what we're doing. I'd say it's more modern um, in how it operates just because it, it doesn't require downtime when things happen. Mm -hmm. um, like Meatgistics, our Meatgistics website, very much a modern modern platform. When you look at like uh, forums and chat websites, blog websites, stuff like that, there's a lot out there that are very old, very old software based Meatgistics is very very much new yep. but even when we do stuff on there we still have to click that that red button yeah, rebuild the, and restart, rebuild and restart. And it, yeah it only it kicks people out for 20 seconds at right. the most yep. but still that that is much better but our 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 new site shouldn't even have any downtime yeah it'll keep everybody going yeah. as they're they're on um 
the shipping, every, everything seems a lot more user friendly. So we're very happy about that. Um, and then with that, hopefully it will give us the, the freedom to get back to doing some more um, in-depth and interesting videos. Uh, 2021 was sort of a, I don't want to say a lost year, um, but we only did a couple of videos that I look back at that weren't like live streams or podcasts. And I'm like, well, that's really good evergreen content that will live on YouTube for years and do well. Um, really, the the biggest one would be the the casings. And then there were a couple buying guides uh, that will continue to generate interest and be helpful to people. Um, but yeah, for the upcoming year, as soon as we get this all set and hopefully everything goes fairly smooth, at least, um, I definitely I'm going to Iowa State in April for a, a dried sausage class and then really want to focus on that uh, through the year, getting a, a whole series of Meatgistics University videos out about that. Um, I know it's something that a lot of people on Meatgistics ask about uh, and we we do our best, um, but definitely something we could be more comfortable with and better yeah. experts at. I mean, some of it's just things over the past few years that that we have not sold. Um, we Fair. haven't sold a lot of the stuff that is needed for, for yep. dried sausage, um, but we have a lot, most, if not all of that type of stuff now, um, <laughs> going just from starter cultures to um, some of the different collagen casings, yep. collagen sheets to wrap things with, which I actually saw somebody and I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't comment on it, but uh, so because uh, I wasn't, because I wasn't hundred percent sure. Yeah, I saw yeah, it too. But then I was like, I think that's what they should be doing, and I wasn't totally sure. But they were wrapping dried sausage with saran wrap, but I'm like, they should be using it, the collagen sheets to, for that. It needs to breathe. It needs to right? breathe. Yeah, but. <clears throat> I asked for clarification because that person initially just put a comment. I'm like, you're saying plastic wrap. I'm like, are you talking about like saran wrap? It's like, okay. Like if that's okay. If it works, I guess do I, do what you do. But I think the-, the I bet you the, Dylan would not eat that. No, I don't think Dylan would eat it. It's one of those things where you can do a lot and get away with it until that one time happens and you don't and, and you'll, you'll regret it. Mm -hmm. So Regret it forever. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, we talked about this in the live stream yesterday, but Backcountry uh, Sweet and Sassy Garlic Pepper Rub is on its way in, as is uh, Backcountry Wild Game Seasoning. This is a partnership with the Kansas chapter of BHA, uh, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, and Waltons. Um, we obviously work really close with them. We love them. So we decided we'd do some seasonings with them. So we are getting those in. Um, they have been ordered. They should be here in 14 days, something like that. So as soon as we get those, we will make a big deal out of those. Another thing, I didn't bring it back in today. I forgot about it. But uh, we also have some other BHA stuff. We've, we already have oh, like some BHA yeah, t-shirts, um, BHA cutting mats. Yep. I don't know if there's anything Wild else there. Wild game bags. Wild game bags. That's national. That's Yeah, that's national. Um, and then we are going to have soon uh, custom tumblers for Waltons and Meatgistics and Waltons and BHA. So two different options there. One's going to be black. One's going to be orange. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they'll all be engraved, like the laser etching. Yeah, laser or whatever, etched. Or whatever, whatever I, don't, I don't know what the, right what the difference is, is either. But yeah. No idea. Um, it's going to be cool. Yes, that's the important it's thing. It's definitely going to look cool. And we needed more tumblers anyways. We... You and I did not have enough combined. Uh, I still 
occasionally Colton will try and steal that second Orca tumbler. <laughs> when we were at Pheasant Fest last time, at the very end, which Austin and I stayed putting away all the stuff, and I'll bet you we had COVID back then. I don't remember I how sick we both were. I you were almost dying. I threw up. I was bad, and I'd went to the doctor. And he was like, you definitely don't have anything bacterial. He's like, you don't have the flu. He was going through all this stuff. I was in three times in a week because I was just a mess. And I was like, I'm going out of town soon and I got to get better. And so. Give me the shot that, he, you know, Mariah he, needs to sing. He still, he still gave me all kinds of stuff. And he's like, I don't think this is bacterial, but here's some antibiotics anyways. And he's like, and take this and take this. So he just loaded me up with everything just because well, I was like, I'm going out of town. I, I. We got to do something. And you but. did well for the most part. It wasn't until breakdown. Like when we were breaking down the, what do we call that? The set? The oh. the backdrop. What's the actual name for it? I don't know. The convention I mean, it's, set. It's, it's like a, it's a whole, we didn't have it as like a background per se. We had, we reconfigured it into to the center. The center. So uh -huh. it was a centerpiece. Um, but this, when I say a centerpiece, it, the, the original design for it is like a the backdrop of your booth, but it's big enough to do a twenty by twenty booth, and it's a full metal structure. I mean, this thing is it's awesome. Is large. It's really very good. large. But when we went to break that down, you, you just like fell off a cliff as far as sickness goes. We're like, no, you sit down. You don't do it. You looked. You were so white. You were blue and green. I yeah. just remember looking at him and being like, oh, that's not good. And I was like, oh, I'm going to throw up for sure. Run, ran to the bathroom. So you did throw up, didn't oh, you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I was uh, both ends, uh, <laughs> like feverish. Um, you went home and went or went back to the hotel and went to sleep every night, like right away. I think there was one night you were down on your laptop at the bar, but other than that, you were gone. Yeah. There was, uh, yeah. There was even one morning I, d I didn't get out of bed till probably 1030. I just, I was, Dying. I was not in a good spot. But yeah. I hope I didn't have COVID because that would make three times three I've times. had COVID then. <laughs> uh, okay. A couple other things. Um, it is in Wichita. It didn't make it here today because we're having a, a pretty significant snowstorm in Wichita. Um, but the hopefully last iteration of the sausage stuffer. We're getting a 30 pound model. That's the 20 pound model. And we're getting an upgrade for that, which will give it 30% more torque, supposedly. Um, so we've got a bunch of testing to do um, on that. And then hopefully th that passes and we can order those and we'll have them a little bit sooner than I would have thought. I don't do a lot of thinking. Then I instinct. <laughs> then my instinct tells me it would be. You just react react i'm yeah. very very much a reactor because and we've talked about this before my ability to look down the timeline and see what's coming is not good anyways like it i learned from being a kid like whatever i was concerned about wasn't what was going to happen so don't worry about that thing <laughs> that's not going to happen because i thought it could so <laughs> whatever little peek into my mind um yesterday during the podcast or the live stream um, we had the Walton's sausage stuffer eggs. These are these orange eggs that you use at the end of your stuffing to get all of that little bit of last meat out your sausage stuffing tube. Austin hated the term. We didn't like it. So we opened it up and somebody came up with, uh, the Walton's 
uh, stuffer flusher, I added eggs to the end for some reason. Austin's like, no, the entire reason for changing it was to get rid of eggs. Uh, so I will take eggs off of that and we will just, it will be the Walton stuffer flushers. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, and, and when we get uh blowback from that, we'll change the name again in like, two months. Keep and, it going. Yeah. Just keep changing it. Um, it'd just be a good way for us to keep saying, Hey, a new product. Guys, <laughs> new we got product. something new. We got something new. All right. No, we have enough other new products. We don't, we don't need to do that. We definitely don't. We definitely don't. Uh, speaking of other new products, um, and I don't, not trying to ambush you here, but have we done anything with, uh, um, home processing kind of pointed at, uh, I, I'm talking about a drying chamber for the home guy. No. Something we talked about a long time ago. Um, we got really close a few years ago to having something and just couldn't, couldn't make it work for a few reasons. Um, haven't really gone back to it. That's something I haven't even really given to Andrew um, okay. to look at any more on, but that'll be something that, yeah, eventually we'll, we'll get him back into looking on it. Um, see if we can drive him crazy with that. Cause there's been a, there's been a few projects that uh, we've given him that he has just gone nuts over trying to find, like get so close and then just get rejected. Um, Is that one of them? No. Oh. It would be what's in the corner over there. Ah. Yeah. I I don't, we can probably tell people. So it's uh the, the one that is driving him just, he says is like the bane of his existence right now is, <laughs> bane of is, uh, uh, a, a, mar a marinade tumbler. Um, we, we have, we have very large marinade tumblers. We have commercial units. I mean, that's, um, commercial is obviously like our bread and butter. That's most of what we do. Yep. Um, but we try to have everything that we have commercially available as something that people at home can do. Right. Well, the big thing that, I mean, you can, you could vacuum package and you can let it sit, but it's still not the same as vacuum tumbling. So over the years, we've had some different things. We had one back in the day that was called like a Revio Maravac tumbler. Great, that. great little unit. We sold hundreds and hundreds. And this is when we were we were a lot smaller than we are today. And we sold hundreds and hundreds of those in a year. But the the selling price was like $149. Hmm. Um now we have the Marinade Express, and I think it's up to like 300 bucks now. Um, ideally, I think the sweet spot on price is still about that 150 to less than 200 somewhere in there. Yeah. And um, we're... 269 269 That's not bad. I don't think that's the right price. I think that still stuck is on sale, even though it says it's not. I bet that's another one of our website <laughs> issues. Um, it doesn't matter. They're on stock and people can't order them anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, we're still looking for um, vacuum tumblers. We've gotten very close with a couple different manufacturers to have them make what we want. And then like last minute, they're like, oh, no, we can't do this. So uh, still working on that one. That one is high on my list because um, I think that is a, a, yeah. a unit. We sold a lot of it. We'll, we'll sell a lot of to the guys that are the hardcore meat processors, but that will also, that's also something that is just popular as a, a kitchen item. Yep. I mean, not for your everyday kitchen, but you don't walk into the average home in America and there's a vacuum tumbler, but there are a lot of people that use those um, that aren't just your wild game hunter that's making summer sausage. Yep. Um, so KMV would be the lowest price option we would have, right? 
Yeah. Oh, it's what, 1500 No, it's like, it's like 1800 now. Is it? Um, those, those, we, we sell a ton of those. We used to sell a ton more and they, they died down a little bit because uh, we used to sell them for like 1200 1900 Yeah. Well, it just goes back to the whole thing about prices and where they're going. I just changed prices on like two, probably 200 different seasonings. Um, we got two price increases in two weeks from Excalibur and that I got one and I'm like, Oh, they just sent it early. And then they sent another one the next week. And I'm like, uh Oh, so I'm kind of scared to see if we get another one next mm -hmm. week. I don't even want to ask them. I don't want to know. Ask them. Yeah. Um, we're just going to see what happens, but, um, Hopefully that's not indicative of things to come, but I, I think overall we're just going to continue to see price increases. Um, I already know um, a number of our uh, home equipment items are going to be going up. Yep. Um, we've we bought so much ahead of time that we kind of escaped the last price increase. Um, but there was another price increase on a lot of the raw materials um, just in the last like month here. And so next time we go to have stuff manufactured, um, there's going to probably be a pretty sizable bump, um, which is going to be hard because we're going to have to see how we can negotiate some of that down, how much we can absorb ourselves. Because um, there's some of those things like uh, – it's hard. It's hard to sell sell stuff for that much more. Like I don't want to. I don't want to go to having to sell a chambered vacuum sealer for eighteen hundred dollars. Right. I mean stuff like that. That there's a reason that the price point. What is the price point? Is it thousand ninety nine? Yeah, about around that thousand dollar mark. It's on sale right now. That's where that's where a lot of people are comfortable. At. Yeah, and it if prices go up that high, people will stop buying. Yep. Um, for the short term and it'll take, but it'll take a while to get people back into buying stuff and comfortable with where prices are at. Yeah. Um, that talking about price increases and the price increases specifically from Excalibur. Um, I, I can't imagine anybody who listens to this podcast doesn't know the relationship that Walton's has with Excalibur. I've had him on our podcast numerous times. Austin did stuff with them before we even had a podcast, just some, uh, meatistic stuff. Um, so, Obviously, we love their seasonings. It's all we use when we make sausage. Uh, when we cook things in the kitchen, it's always Excalibur. Or it's 99% of the time, it's Excalibur seasonings. Um, and to get two price increases from them in a month, you know, you, sometimes you work with these vendors and you're like, eh, I don't really know what you're about. But Excalibur is not doing this to like, oh, we can gouge them. Like they're doing this because they have to, which means that we have to. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We've been telling people forever that prices were going up. I hope you guys, I hope you guys listened and kind of looked ahead. So we'll see where things go. We'll, we'll definitely keep go. you guys in the loop because we'd rather keep you guys in the loop than just go surprise. <laughs> Good surprise, bad surprise. Um, all right. So one of the things we talked about right before was uh, uh, having some sort of meat hack for this podcast. Uh, we did a sausage making class, snack stick making this past weekend with BHA and Pass It On Outdoor Mentors. Um, it was presented by Waltons. Uh, I did all the processing and teaching. Um, and the one thing that everybody was way more impressed at or like impressed is the wrong word, interested in was smoking, the adding the automotive sponges. <laughs> they were like, what? 
Did you act, so? Did you show them that or tell them that? I, ta- or? I talked about it. Okay. Um, and then we talked about even better if you can get those whatever that towel material is, like a sh- I, the sham wow. Type yeah, of thing. I hate to send people there, but they are still available at Walmart. Um, it's a towel that you cool and put over your neck, and it keeps you cool, and it does keep you cool for hours. But wow, does it work as a a way to evaporate water up into your smoker and increase the relative humidity? Ivan cleared like totally cleared nothing left in it of a, a four liter bowl in a regular smoke cycle for snack sticks for the pk 100s that's a lot of water you can get up but even more than that was the sous vide taking things out of your smoker and finishing up in the sous vide so when you're making summer sausage the longest time period that you're going to deal with is from 130 to 160. The reason for that is that at 130 degrees, the meat is really going to start fighting you. It's going to do that by excreting all of its, all of a good amount of its water to the surface of the sausage. That is then going to evaporate off the surface of the sausage and cool the temperature of the sausage is the same thing that happens when you sweat. You can get around that by either increase, or you can wait it out, dry out the outside, and eventually it'll start going up in temperature again. That's called the stall. Uh, you can increase the temperature by, you know, up the temperature that increases the thermal processing energy and you can get through it. Or you can add humidity to your smoker. There is no more humidity than all humidity. So if you cook it in water, it goes so much faster to the point where if you cook it up to 130, summer sausage or any thicker or thicker type sausage product, if you cook it in your smoker up to 130, it will absorb all the smoke it's going to. It's got all the flavor. It's just kind of as dry as you want. Your biggest problem is making sure that it stays in the sous vide cooker for an hour if you added encapsulated citric acid because it needs encapsulated citric acid needs to be 130 plus for over an hour to fully melt. And from 130 degrees to 160 degrees in 179 degrees water is like 40, I can't, 40, somewhere around 45 minutes. It's like 48 minutes, I think is what I came up with. Um, so you have to leave it in there longer to make sure that it actually melts all the encapsulated citric acid. But that those are two the two things I would say are probably the best of all of our quote unquote meat hacks. Yeah. And people were fascinated by that. That's awesome. Yeah, it was always good. And I love doing stuff like that. It takes a lot of time. Um, I came in, the class was from nine to 11. Uh, I came in at seven to like get everything perfectly set up. And then I was here till about one, a little before one cleaning up. Um, and coming up to it, like I wasn't grumpy about it. I was looking forward to it, but I was like, God, I really don't have time for this. But for that two and a half hours, I get this weird like connection with people as I'm teaching them something to the point where I'll get goosebumps. I'm like, <laughs> this is awesome. I'm like, they're absorbing like what I'm saying. I'm helping them. So I, I love doing that stuff. So in the future, we might be doing some more stuff with BHA and Pass It On presented by Walton's specifically with Jerky. It's awesome. Cool. On to meat matters. Sure. And oh, do we have some things to talk about today? Oh, we got some weird stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, and and um, some ranty stuff. I've got a point by point rebuttal on a very annoying article. So let's let's get into that first. Um, recently on social media, specifically Instagram, which is the only thing I use because it was always just like kind of fun pictures of people's dogs or cats or vacation, but it is turning into something else. It's turning into Facebook, basically. It's just 
political stuff and propaganda to the point where I'm paying way less attention to it than I used to. That might be because I have less time than I used to, but neither here nor there. I didn't want to go pull up a bunch of posts talking about the evils of meat and uh, rebutting those. So I found an article that was representational of everything that I've been seeing recently. So uh, this is from thethings.com and it's 15 disgusting facts about meat. Number one is meat is full of superbugs. Um, so what this is, it's tied into the next one too. And it's been overplayed for a long time now. Yes, with some meat, there is a problem with antibiotics not being given a full dose and the it can change, mutate, and create antibiotic-resistant bugs. It, it can happen, but the same thing is happening in hospitals and nursing homes all over the country. This isn't something that's specific to the meat industry. No, just like I was saying uh, when I went to the last pheasant fest we went to and the doc was yeah. like, yeah, you don't have anything bacterial, but here, take, take these it. antibiotics yeah. anyways. <laughs> Let's create something new. Um, so the next one is antibiotics are used in large-scale farming, but that, what's a great alternative for that? You, you want the animals to just die off? You don't want to treat them with things? Yeah, they don't always use antibiotics just for that. I'm aware of that. But the use of them does allow for far higher processing rates, far less animals that die off, that have to be culled. So what's your point there? There isn't a point. There's no good, op we're not hunter-gatherers anymore. We're not going to go chase down a bunch of buffalo, kill them, eat as much as we want, and then chase the herd again. That lifestyle is gone. Um, then we've got inhumanity and veal farming. I got nothing on this straight up. I, I do not like veal farming. From a, a moral standpoint, from a ethical standpoint, I, I do not support veal farming. I don't know. I don't see, I don't see an issue with anything there. I mean, whether you're, what, when you're going to harvest an animal, mm -hmm. if you're still going to harvest it, what changes? It's not the fact that it's a baby cow that I care about. It's what's done to the cows to keep them uh, from oh. building muscle. Now, okay. We, then, we, then, yeah, that that's that's more of how you're treating the animal. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Now, this is something that we talked about a couple of years ago, and we probably do need to have somebody from the veal industry on to rebuke that, because maybe that's all lies and propaganda. Like they don't actually keep the calf from moving. That's very possible that we're just seeing one side of the story. But if that is what it is, then I I straight up agree with them. Um, on that one. Next one is meat is treated with carbon monoxide. Um, yep, they do it to maintain the color um, and it gives a color that consumers associate with freshness. Um, it doesn't increase the shelf life. It doesn't decrease the shelf life. Carbon monoxide is all around us, absolutely all around us. It is not, it's, so, it's part of nature. It has always been part of nature. If if they would use the actual like term for what it's called, it doesn't sound as bad. Modified atmosphere packaging. Modified. 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 Yeah, I mean a lot of things use some sort of modified atmosphere packaging. Something where it's sealed off uh, from other things. It's so gas flushed. Uh, gas flushed chips. with something. Yeah, potato chips. Oh. Um, I don't know if potato chips are flushed with just 
nitrogen, air or if is it nitrogen? I think is, it is. is it, I think it's nitrogen. I would assume it's something different, right. but um, yeah, it's just different gases do different things. Oxygen is going to do things to meat. So you yeah. get rid of the oxygen. Yep. And yeah, I don't think. But everybody's hurts, but. scared of that word carbon monoxide. But not everything's like that too. It's only only the only stuff you that's like that is like when you go to the grocery store and it's like the black container with a flat piece of plastic over the top, like mm -hmm. you know a ground beef deal. But um, not everybody packages stuff like that. Right. There's still a lot of people that do. Um, uh, if if you're buying uh, pork tenderloins or even steak uh, stuff that's in like a vacuum package, some is in still in the old school foam trays yep. and just. Uh, so you're saying wrap. that the stuff that's in like kind of a roll stock machine with a black background is more likely to be. That's a map packaging. Okay. Thing. So that's what we want to avoid to not get any carbon monoxide. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm just kidding. Um, the next one is beef is heavy in hormones. Yeah, of course it is. It's not as heavy in hormones as soy products are. A huge problem in nutrition today is all the phytoestrogens that prepubescent kids are getting. Like that is way worse than the hormones you're going to get from beef. Uh, then meat is held together by meat glue. It's called transglutamatase and it's, it, it's nothing. It's taking pieces of meat that would normally either be discarded or used for something else and using transglutamatase to bind them together to provide a commercially viable product to a consumer. It's using more of the animal, which should be the goal. The fact that that is included, I don't know what they're hoping to do there. I don't think anyone sees meat glue and goes, oh, no. Yeah, it's just because it's a big, scary word. And that's why, like, over the years, you've seen a lot of people work on, like, clean labels yeah. um, and trying to reduce the amount of, quote-unquote, weird additives that mm -hmm. they put into seasonings, sausage, whatever. Um, it's just because when people see a word that is longer than three syllables, yeah. it's scary. So I'm trying to think if there's anything I'm like that with. And there's not. It's probably partly from working from here and reading labels when I first started working here. And it's like, oh, it's got anti. this as an anti-caking agent. This is like, you know, it, it's just like, oh, okay, that's an ingredient that is used. Clearly, they're not trying to poison me. You know? so. Yeah, you would, you would think that <laughs> uh, where you're getting your food, they're not going to poison you because they want you to come back and you buy would more. Hope. <laughs> One would hope, unless it's a... Uh, Evil villain from a Bond movie. Um, meat is packed with pesticides. So is every other food you eat. Pesticides are sprayed on everything. Talk about your fruit, your vegetables. All of those are sprayed with pesticides directly. So there's no difference there. This is just made by somebody who's fear-mongering off of people's recent distrust of meat. Um, it says there's poop on your beef. Yep. And there's a lot more maggots in orange juice than there is poop on beef. There's well, any. There's a lot of there's a lot of poop on vegetables too. Sure. Because yeah, that's I mean that's how you get like poop. that's how you get like E. coli. Yep. Uh, it's from fecal material. Yeah, Dylan years ago when uh, the a local not local a national Mexican food chain kept getting closed down for E. coli, I was talking to Dylan about it, and he's like, "Oh no, it's not the meat; it's the sprouts." It's like 100% it's the sprouts is what's giving everybody E. coli. It's like the meat is cooked and fine. It's like, that's what's doing it. I was like, oh, 
that's interesting. So I started looking up and by far the number of vegetable-based E. coli cases outpaces meat by a long shot. Yep. Um, so chickens are fed Prozac. Honestly, I did some looking on this. I couldn't find a ton of good information. Some people say they give it to them to keep them calm, to prevent them from fighting, basically from pecking each other to death. Um, Wait, so what's Prozac? Like a calm down pill. Oh, sweet. Or I'm an anti-crazy I'm, pill. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat more chicken. Patrick, you're on it. What is it? Prozac? Huh. See, he's so spaced <laughs> out on Prozac. He doesn't even know what we're talking about. Uh, no, it, it's a... I don't, I don't think it's an antipsychotic. It's a whatever. Antidepressant. Okay. So trying to make the chickens a little bit happier. Yeah, I don't really have a great response for that one. Um, supermarket chicken is causing infections. So this is from a single study from McGill University. And it says bacteria E. coli can cause UTIs. So I've got an idea for you. Wash your hands after you touch chicken before you touch your private parts. It, it's as simple as that. Like if I touch raw chicken, nothing gets touched until I've thoroughly washed my hands. That includes a shaker. Like my wife will not yell at me. She won't get, even get upset at me, but she'll look at me a little bit. Like, cause I'll be, I'll slice the chicken in half, lay it out. And then instead of just grabbing the shaker, I will go wash my hands, then touch the shaker. And if I have to flip them, I will wash my hands again. I, I, I actually don't follow that rule and I, I will grab the shaker with raw meat on my hands. But after, after every time I cook, when I'm doing raw meat, uh, I, uh, take the shaker over to the sink. I rinse it off under hot water. I get out my bottle of sanitizer and I spray it, yeah. spray it down. Yeah, that's fine too. So it's, yeah, I the don't just do it and then let it sit. The label gets a little messed up when you do that. So yeah, it can, but I mean. I can come to work and look at another label if I really want to. What it is, yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh, Walton's uh, privilege. Um, there's arsenic in chicken. So it's organic arsenic in some chicken feed, uh, and organic arsenic is harmless. I believe that's what's in um, apple seeds, right? Really? Arsenic and apple seeds? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, it's either arsenic or what's the other one that starts with a C? It's cyanide. Cyanide. Is it cyanide in one or the other, whatever. There's poisons all around us. Um, but the the downside to this one is that while the chicken eats it, it can actually take it from organic arsenic to inorganic arsenic. It actually processes it. And a small amount of that, very small amount, can be uh, deposited into the muscle of the meat. But that's life. I mean, there's little dangerous things all around all the time. Yeah. What you, what you should and shouldn't eat is interesting. I, I, I randomly stumbled across these videos, this guy that like swears that like vegetables are the worst thing for you. <laughs> and Man after Jordan Peterson. <laughs> You've been watching Dr. Jordan Peterson? No. Yeah. Does he seriously have something He does that? the 100% carnivore diet. All he eats is beef. Like, and like that it. is it. That is awesome. For snacks, he has fried beef fat. Yeah, they have uh, severe autoimmune deficiencies. Oh, um, and they have found that through that it works for them. Yeah, no, no idea. Like I don't. Whatever. This, this guy's theory is that it's like um, there's stuff in there that you're not supposed to have. I don't know what it all is, but he's like they're 
they're more like trying to protect themselves. Like if you want to eat something that's like a fruit or vegetable, you have to actually eat like the bright colored fruit, like something that has a seed in it okay. because it was, that, it that, wants to be, it eaten. wants to be eaten because that's how the seed spreads. But if you just go eat like iceberg lettuce, yeah. like that doesn't want to be eaten. So I don't know. That's but really interesting. It, there's a lot of different people that have some weird, crazy ideas on, on food stuff. But hold on. You know that uh, when they play the sounds of caterpillars eating leaves to s around certain trees or plants, they actually change their chemical structure to alter the scent or what pheromone, whatever it is that they give off. Because they hear that and they're like, oh, don't want to get eaten. Change so that's, crazy. That, that's a really interesting idea. I'm going to have a really interesting talk with my wife tonight. You shouldn't eat that. It doesn't want to be eaten. So how, how, how do we apply this to, to meat? Beef, right. So <laughs> the cow looks at you like, oh, please eat me. We, we can't eat a brown cow, but we could eat the black and white ones because they got more different color to them. Uh, I would Ang want it. Angus is on the menu. I want it to be the other way though. Okay. So when you say black and white, you mean like all black. Oh, well, because I, I don't want to eat the black and white cows. Those are milk cows. Just black, white, black right. and white, black. not right. just okay. like brown. I just, t to me, like I look at like it, it's an earth tone color. So they're trying to camouflage themselves yeah. in. The other ones are trying to stand out saying, come get me. P pigs are a brighter pigs color, more pink. Bright. Those are, those are perfectly fine to perfectly eat. Perfectly fine. <laughs> oh, that was great. I very much enjoyed that. Um, Turkeys, beef, and pork are fed ractopamine. Um, over, that's a, over three syllables. Very scary. <laughs> that's a growth-inducing drug. That's that's it. The big selling point on this one is that Europe won't let uh, meat that's been that's from an animal that was fed this into Europe. I, I don't care. I literally couldn't care. Uh, Europe can't or Britain can't eat our eggs, and we can't eat theirs is a difference in the way we do things. We think one way is better. They think one way is better. So give me some, I wish I had gotten some ractopamine when I was a kid. <laughs> if I was six foot four, I would be in charge of everything. Short, God made me short to prevent me from ruling the world. I don't want to be six foot four. Then I'd weigh 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. That is a very fair point. Um, so cows bred for meat have abscessed livers. Um, so this is 12 to 13% on the high end. Um, and this happens on feedlots. It's not like as the cow is being raised, it has liver problems. Uh, this is often due to excessive feeding that happens at feedlots. I mean, that is part of it, but it's not like they're sitting there their entire life with abscessed livers. I'm not saying this is a good thing. Uh, there's a lot of things we have to come to terms with factory farming. Uh, feedlots are definitely one of them, but to act like this is, you know, this poor animal has been in pain for the last two years of its, or year and a half of its life is just not, it's not accurate. Everything in moderation. Yep. Uh, salmon could damage your eyes. Um, canthaxithin. So that's too many for me to even say. Um, it's added to give factory farm salmon the classic pink color. So factory farm salmon, because they don't eat all the krill and everything that, that a wild salmon was, they're actually gray. The meat inside is gray. So they give them this to reproduce that pink color. Um, and like 99%, 95% of all the salmon you buy at the store is factory farm. You're not getting wild salmon anymore unless you're on the coast. I don't remember where I heard it. 
Um, so I don't really know if it's accurate or not, but I heard something the other day that said like all fish, if they're like wild caught, like they all, they're all caught and they all live within like a hundred miles of the coast. Oh yeah. There's nothing like, in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, Nothing lives like in the middle of the ocean. Literally nothing. Really? That's just like whales and sharks going back and forth. Huh? It's yeah. Everything's within, I think it's even more less than that. I think it's within most of it's within 20 miles of the coast. Interesting. Yeah. I, I just figured like the there's whole ocean there. was loaded with stuff everywhere. There's nothing out there. Huh? Yeah. Those are deserts. Um, Hold on, I have to show you this because we were talking about farming and fishing. Um, a bunch of years ago, there was a story that came with a picture of a great white shark that had broken into a tuna farm net. But of course, all Buffet. I'm seeing is it great whites breaking into a cage. Um, so here's the story, but there's no picture of the shark. So it was like a huge tuna thing like that. The shark broke in there and ate like some ungodly number of all the tuna just That's chilled crazy. and got back out uh sorry anytime we anytime i can tie anything to sharks i always want to um <laughs> heavy metals in all your meats it's also in your fish and it's in some water so i've heard patrick that does the heavy metal man <laughs> it is is that a real thing about like fish i've always oh, yeah, heard sword like fish like, um Tuna. sharks like I, I've, I've been told like don't don't eat like three cans of tuna every day you're gonna eat too much heavy metal tuna really swordfish yes um yeah i think it's patrick said mercury i think it's mercury i don't know if that's a heavy metal or not but huh still something that's yeah yeah, yeah not, not good in large quantities yeah um i don't eat that much tuna anyways but yeah so uh, again goes back to the life isn't safe you got to eat survive um, and then the very end of the article says, uh, American meat is the worst meat you can eat in the world. And if you've paid any attention to this article, you'll probably already have guessed that. Really? Because I've been to other areas of the world and I dare you to compare the meat at our grocery store to what is available down there because the quality control is nothing like the same. I mean, flies all over meat as people are, are buying it and nobody bats an eye. You would never see that here. What what controls and restrictions and and uh, policies procedures that go into uh, a USDA plant that's regulated by the USDA is insane. Crazy. They are now it there. It, there's always a, there's always bad apples. Sure. So it's not not saying this is a hundred percent true. But most of the plants out there are pretty clean. I mean they're they're cleaner. Uh, they're probably cleaner than most people's kitchen counter. Yep. You go test somebody's kitchen counter, people probably don't clean their kitchen counters nearly often enough. I know I don't even do that. And there's times when I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go clean the counters just because <laughs> I'm like, I haven't for a while. They just, they need to be cleaned because yeah. it's going to be gross. Um, but then here in Wichita, is it the Eagle? I think it's the Eagle. They put out like a weekly uh -huh. deal yeah, about monthly? like, Maybe monthly, I think it's monthly. about uh, restaurants and well, usually restaurants. Technically, we could show up on that list um, because one of our inspections is cheese. is from uh, yeah local health department stuff. Um, but what they find just in local restaurants that would never even it, it couldn't get that far right. in like a meat plant. There's yeah. way too many things that happen. So what goes 
into that whole process, especially once the meat is in a meat plant. I mean, it's very well controlled, very well regulated. Yeah. Uh, I guess I shouldn't say very well. It is <laughs> controlled and regulated. Why shouldn't um, you say very well? Is that poor English? Me no. speak English bad? It makes it sound like I agree with all of it. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Like, I'm tightly. not, not a, It is not tightly a regulated. Yeah, not okay. a big fan of tight regulation. Gotcha. But gotcha. Um, it is what it is there. But yeah. it's, it's, it's better and higher quality and safer than a lot of restaurants you eat at. So. Our old service guy would show me slicers that had come in oh, from man. local restaurants. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, remember that one because I'm never eating there. Um, but I, and I don't want to put this country on, like, I, I don't want people to think poorly of it because it was an absolutely wonderful country. But my wife and I went down to Belize just before all this COVID nonsense and almost got caught down there, kind of. <laughs> um, but yeah, the meat markets down there, like, you know, I know how to cook something so that it's safe. But even I was like, mm, I don't think I'm, let's get something packaged, like something that's not going to that's a lot of a lot of different countries i get a i'll I'll follow certain youtubers whether they're doing anything like in the middle of singapore or some guys even in like germany the 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 local food affair there is like here we'll go to like uh, food truck rallies or something like that or maybe like a a farmer's market not that but them that's technically sometimes that's how like their grandparents to go get proteins down and then take it upstairs and eat it dinner every single day. Right. And the sanitation levels visually are not, <laughs> not, not up same. to snuff yeah. of what we're, we're actually exactly looking at. But yeah, I didn't know how widespread that actually was and still currently is. Yep. And we have a, a very different relationship with our food in the U S than most other places do. So thinking about other, other food things, two things. I don't think I ever talked about it after I went to Walnut Valley. Um, when I talked like at the beginning of January that they had opened. Yeah. No, um, you didn't. So went there, told my wife, I'm like, this like, is where we we're, go we're now. going. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to buy stuff. If you want something, you can do whatever. But I, I walked out of there with like a hundred dollars worth of stuff. <laughs> just like, I just bought like one of this, one of this, yeah. one of this. Cause I was just like, I just need it. Yeah. Gotta do it. Gotta catch them all. But, uh, it was nice. First time I have ever bought a whole wheel of cheese. I was so proud of myself. What kind uh, of cheese? Uh, just like a, it, they called it Longhorn cheese. It's just like cheddar cheese, oh, like kind of. Okay. Um, but I bought like summer sausage and snack sticks, and I'm like, I'm not going to the grocery store for cheese. They got cheese here. Uh, buying that, I'll get with that. It, but, yeah. um, they have what they call grizzly burgers, which is um, uh, just like a, a seasoned patty. So like. Uh, we have patty mixes and stuff, mm-hmm. or it could be like a steak and roast rub or better burger. They're putting something in it, Into it yeah. and then um, uh, high temp cheese. So mm. I picked up like a jalapeno one, like a, a regular and like a spicy jalapeno or something. I don't know, but I'm, I'm all excited still. Have you had them yet? Uh, no. Okay. Um, haven't ate those yet. Been eating, ate most about, about everything, about everything else. Uh, got the first pack of grizzly burgers uh defrosting for tonight i saw that and i asked my wife i'm like really am i going out to grill tonight i'm like i will i can right. but did you think about this before you <laughs> set it out that we're we're gonna have a snowstorm yeah. here <laughs> 12 inch snow banks or snow what do you call them where they blow all together snow dunes uh, snow drifts right. snow drifts there we go I'm on my way to work this morning. There was like four or five foot snow drifts um, on the side of the road. It was insane. I, I live just a few miles out of the country. So driving dirt roads into work 
and the roads, uh, depending on which direction you're going, north, south, east, west. North, south was fine because the wind had blown them clean. No, east, west was a mess. No, strangely, oh, that's what I saw. For me, north, north, south, um, the roads themselves had more snow on them. And then east, west, um, there wasn't snow on the roads, but there was massive snow drifts like on the side of the road interesting so there'd be like a four or five foot snow drift mm -hmm. coming out like two three feet into the road and then the rest of the road would be basically clear huh right, we don't live that far away it's not like the wind changed directions i think it just has to do with like um the hedgerows and okay um if there's a field there or not because um where where the road was empty um the biggest stretch of it there were i mean it was a mile of open field on either side. I mean, there was one spot where whatever, that's where the big drift was, something caught the snow and then everything else is just so open and it's just so windy. Well, it, it just blew yeah. it all away. It was incredibly windy. A um, couple other things that just real quick. Uh, this was, uh, it's an older story, but I found it and found it amazing. A uh, 125 pound woman won wing bowl 22 eating contest record 363 chicken wings. The next day, she won the Blue Ribbon Bacon Festival eating five pounds of bacon in three minutes. That was after winning the IHOP Pancake Bowl of 59 pancakes. The next day, she conquered the Adam Emmaker Challenge by eating five pounds of barbecue. This woman looks like, she looks like a 125 pound woman. I don't know where she stored it. After, well, after she did the first contest, it stretched the stomach so far. She just... Was it's just it okay stuff. then yeah, yeah i guess i well these competitive eaters it's like a year-long training they thing. get ready for it yeah well some of them it's their job if they do a good enough yeah like kobayashi job. or no he that was he's, that was a long he's, time ago he's but banned he can't why was he, he cheating he can't eat in the u.s or something Is i he think cheating? i don't <laughs> know do i have no clue but no joey chestnut's the joey guy chestnut, not, yeah. yeah but uh yeah i used to read a parade magazine all the time okay <laughs> and it, it, one of the little blurbs were always like uh, around fourth of july they'd have the, the the competitive eaters and you would be surprised at the size of the people for what they could actually eat yeah like it's telling you that very it, small woman the most oysters ever eaten in like 10 minutes or something like that very odd and there's competitions for every type of food i believe yeah i remember kobayashi used to have like a ridiculous six pack mm -hmm. and he would show it off after he's eaten 80 something hot dogs like how is that possible just annoying is it was annoying i was very mad i'm like i don't need that's that. why we banned and we go you know what it's enough <laughs> not of that. you enough not of that. you yeah. this physique is too annoying um and then the last story i want to talk about i don't know if this is real i'm, I'm it's real i don't think it's real it's real the great taste of human flesh without the guilt um so did, did you see when it was from 2015? Five. Oh, 2005. So that was back when the internet was not reliable. Was, right. The internet's reliable nowadays. Everything out there is true. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, so what it is, is it's a company that has uh, created a soy product that is designed in both flesh or uh, sorry, in both, in both taste and texture to mimic human flesh, which apparently is very similar to beef, just a little sweeter. Um, <laughs> How do people know? Right. That's, but that's the thing. Uh, so they say they were doing it for uh, humanitarian or humanities studies. What, what What is the word for that? What is the word about studying human nature? There is a, a dis, but there's a discipline 
specifically it is called sociology. No, I cannot I, believe I can't think of this. I got nothing. Ah, somebody will know. Somebody no, it's like uh, anthro anthropology. Oh, anthropology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's for anthropologists, yeah, to uh, see or more experience um, cannibalism. So it's not like CNN where they ate human oh, wow. brains online. <laughs> I love, they did do that. I love how that's where that was going. So it's like, hold on, what was? Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, that connects to cannibalism. And, <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, just an absolutely ridiculous story. Um, we'll put a, a link to that so other people can read that if they want the, I, I want people i want people to comment on on this on on the army just excite when we put this up on the podcast who thinks it's real who thinks it's fake okay the company is called hufu h-u-f-u what so uh, maybe what, it is a, <laughs> what what website is it yeah uh well this article is from uh damn interesting i looked up trying to buy some cannot buy it mm. Oh, you're kidding. No, because I was definitely going to have some. There's probably there. a collector somewhere. What is just, this? It's human flesh. But the, the, kind Substitute. Of, the kind of person that bought that in 2005, I bet you don't want to see them in 2022. Fair point. <laughs> Very fair point. Uh, Buffalo Bill. Got anything else? That's all I got. That was a fun one. No, I have oh, one other thing. Have something. How many steaks have you eaten last week? It has been two and a little bit. Uh, two and a half weeks since my last steak. Oh my god! I'm just not paying it. I'm not paying it. It sounds like you're doing. I'm like not a, doing it. Yeah, the last <laughs> the last steak I bought was nineteen nineteen ninety nine. I'm not doing it. Yeah, it's it's sounds absolutely like a, ridiculous. Sounds like a confessional. You're right. It's been two and a half weeks <laughs> since my last two and a half weeks since my last steak. Um, but so it's only going to come down when we stop paying these prices. We have to stop paying. That much for steak? No. Yes. Yeah. This is our industry. <laughs> no, no, no. no. We cannot. No, because it's not. It, it's the big four taking all the money. It's not like it's going down to the people we care about. It's all being sucked up by those four companies. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. So don't pay nineteen ninety nine for steak. Wait till it comes back down to something more reasonable. You got it, dude. I've been eating a ton of chicken, um, bunch of shrimp, lots of shrimp, shrimp. What, how much do shrimp cost per pound? Don't, don't worry. No, per pound? Yeah. $8.99. Oh, okay. Yeah, it sounds bad. You used to eat a lot of that fake crab flake stuff, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's uh, it's usually either skate or some sort of shark that just like they process in a way that makes it look like <laughs> yeah. crab. It doesn't. The, but the, yeah, I used to eat a lot of that. Haven't eaten a ton of that, that recently. But. Wait, so it's still actually like fish? Mm -hmm. It's meat? Yep. Oh, I yeah, thought so it was like fake fake. Mm -mm. Oh. No, it's actual uh, fish. It's just not the fish that they say it is. Interesting. Okay. It's lying fish. Uh, I forget what we were doing, but like I, I want to say crab or something. I, I want to say it was like on a list of stuff that uh, when you're pregnant, you're not supposed to eat mm. type of deal. And I, I, one of the times my wife was pregnant, I'm like, oh, we can eat that. That's, that's fake. It's not actually it's real not, meat. Not real. Oh, yeah, it's real meat for sure. Didn't realize that. Yep. Yep. No. All right. Uh, thanks for hanging on. Um, that was actually one of the more fun ones, I think, for me at least. For all. I got to rant. I got to talk about some fun stuff. You I got goosebumps talking about your class. Talk. Talk? No, I didn't get goosebumps talking about goosebumps. Uh, I got okay, goosebumps okay. during the class. Yeah, that's so, nerdy. That's yeah, totally different thing. <laughs> Way more normal. Way more normal. All right, guys. Uh, remember to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, leave a review for the podcast. It really does help. And we'll see you guys next time.
See you guys. Thanks for checking out the Meat Logistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to waltonsinc.com. And to get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at meatgistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.